ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Tuesday, June 2nd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone line at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite hold true. Great taste. Only 96 calories it is. The original light beer. We're taking your phone calls, actually taking your phone calls this hour. That's right. We are back to a two-man crew here in the studio. So, again, the number, and I know it's been a while, 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. We've got a lot to get into. Yesterday, of course, had a chance to catch up with the athletic director of the Marshall Thundering Herd, Mike Hamrick. If you missed that interview, I invite you to go back and listen to it on our podcast and the Conference USA Board of Directors meeting concluding yesterday. And we get the release today. And it's specific for Marshall because the group extended the term of Marshall University President Dr. Jerry Gilbert to serve as the vice chair. So Marshall, strong representation, of course. You've got Mike Hamrick. He's on the Football Oversight Committee. So Mike has got a key chair in a lot of policy that is being made. And you have Dr. Jerry Gilbert as the vice chair of the Conference USA Board of Directors. Now, we touched on it yesterday. The 2021 Baseball Championship is going to be hosted by Louisiana Tech in Ruston from May 26th to the 30th. Now, in 2022, it's going to be in Hattiesburg from May 25th to the 29th. The 2023 championship is going to be in Houston with Rice scheduled to host from May 24th to the 28th. Now, we haven't gotten much out of those meetings just yet, and I'm sure some of that material is going to be surfacing real soon. But one thing we did get, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be official, it's right now just being sourced, is Brett McMurphy works with Stadium. And Brett, of course, breaking news all the time in college sports. He announced yesterday that Conference USA, according to his sources, both the men's and women's hoop tournaments will be reduced from 12 to 8 teams. And the league is also reducing regular season games or postseason format in other Conference USA Olympic sports. Now, we don't know what the full extent is going to be. But we do know this, that the hoop tournament is going to go down to 8. And I've always been a fan of that. The play-in games, and that's really what they are, or the first round, the pod play. I understand you want to do something original. You want to try to come up with something that's going to give you a a different look. And I understand that 100%. And I'm on board with trying to make the game better. But as we found out, it didn't work. So thankfully, Conference USA jettisoning the pod play. Now, if they're going to reduce the tournament from 12 to 8, What's that mean for the schedule? And, of course, we still haven't seen anything official, so we're still speculating right now. The only thing we have is Brett McMurphy and, according to his sources, which these have been scenarios that we've talked about before and that we've heard before. But let's start with this. First of all, you shorten the day of the tournament. So you don't have to go four days. You're going three days now in the tournament. So instead of 12, you get eight teams. 
842. There you go. It's going to be a quick tournament. Also, that means a few schools don't have to travel. So if you're the 9 seed, you're not traveling. If you're the 10 seed, you're not traveling. You're the 11 seed, you're not traveling. And if you're the 12 seed, which really you don't have much of a shot, let's be honest, you're not traveling. Also, you get the better teams in the tournament. There's no chance of, let's say, that 12 seed. Let's say that 12 seed gets hot all of a sudden and they win the tournament. There's a 12 seed of Conference USA, not one of the very best teams in the regular season, gets to go to the NCAA tournament. Now, some of you might think, hey, this March Madness, Cinderella, and everything that goes into that, that's exciting because you never know who's going to win this thing or you never know which team's going to win this. Well, I would rather have a better, stronger team in Conference USA make the tournament. Of course, you're going to have the 1, 2, 3, and 4 take on the 5, 6, 7, and 8 if we're bracketing this thing correctly. And then, you know, you're going to get down to the two best teams. Hopefully, that's the goal here, to send the best team. Also, you don't have to worry about, all right, some teams are not going to play a day. They're going to get a bye. They're going to get the day off while these other teams are going to play. And then they come into this maybe with a disadvantage, but again, yeah, they're the lower seed, so they come in and they have to, well, they have to deal with that. They have to deal with being a lower seed. That's not going to be the case here anymore. You're going to have a situation where everybody comes in, for the most part, on equal footing. Now, I wish Conference USA would come up with a more central location because the geography kills this conference. And that's why you've seen proposal floated around about the Sun Belt and Conference USA. I would like this conference to understand, as far-flung as it is, you're killing yourself with geography here. You put together the leftovers of Conference USA with some other teams that were trying to escape the Sun Belt. Instead of just looking at what can you do to make this conference more geographically friendly. And honestly, I think you should have conversation with the Sun Belt. You should start talking amongst yourselves. Figure out what makes sense from a travel standpoint. What makes sense as a group of schools working together? Sure. I like being in a conference with Rice. I'll admit it. I mean, Rice, that's a prestigious school, right? That's a a pretty good school. They got some nice programs other than football. I mean, I'm not hanging my hat on their football. But baseball, that's nice to have. And the other sports, the Olympic sports, the ones that don't make the money, the non-revenue sports, I mean, they've got some really solid programs. And a lot of these schools have nice, solid programs. But at the end of the day, what are you spending the most money on? Travel. What are you spending the most money on? Travel. That's it. Spending, at least in Marshall's case, maybe it's like third on the list. But for the most part, you're hopping all over the place. And so here's a move to eliminate a few teams from traveling. I mean, come on. I mean, you're scrapping to get into be the 12 seed. Are you really the mindset, even though I appreciate the attitude that you're going to go into the Conference USA tournament, you got a shot, that means you got a shot. No, you don't have a shot. You absolutely don't. And I know that's going to be disappointing because, after all, I mean, it's fun to go to the tournament. But I think it also makes it more important. The regular season matters more now. Because if you're not in the top eight, you're not going to the conference tournament. Top eight, you're in. You're number nine, sorry. You're close. Try harder. Do better. 
We'll see you next year. Now, what's that mean for other Olympic sports? At least we're not getting to the point where you're cutting tournaments. We're not pulling with the Mid-American Conference's pulling. You're not cutting tournaments. Instead, you are in a situation where, all right, we're still going to have tournaments. We're still going to award championships in a tournament format. But the barrier to get in, the, the, the barrier of entry has just jacked up a little bit. So you're going to cut down teams that get to go to the postseason. So how's that save? Well, if you're a team that has an outside shot looking in, your athletic department wants you to go, but maybe they can't necessarily afford to send you. Well, now teams that are underperforming, they don't get in. Again, it's a, it's a, it's a higher barrier of entry. You're making sure that the better team, the regular season means something, and that's what I've been always a, a fan of. The regular season means something. You worked all this time, you worked hard, and you were consistent. Your consistency is being rewarded. Not, okay, we squeezed in. We got in. We, we came in right under, under the wire. We're right in. And that's great, but I think it means more with a smaller tournament when it comes to the Olympic sports or any of these sports, really. I think the better teams should go, and you should limit that participation. Now, there's also talk of reducing regular season games. What's that mean exactly? What that does is you free up your basketball team, you free up your other teams to explore a schedule that is more geographically friendly. That's the theory. That's the hope here. Why do you cut conference games? Well, in a conference like Conference USA, do you need to be going to Ruston? All the time? Probably not. Yeah, how that's going to play out, if that plays out this way. I mean, that's going to be an interesting dynamic to see how they handle the schedules for all the other sports because, again, and this could all not happen. I mean, again, this is Brett McMurphy. He's talking to somebody. He's got, he's got somebody he's talking to. He's getting this information from. And you could see the elimination of conference games, and that means – that frees up Marshall. Maybe Marshall can play a few more teams that are local. Hey, Marshall and basketball, you could play Moorhead State. You could play Eastern Kentucky. You want to play some other teams? You could play some games like that more. You could find opponents in a regional setting that you could play more. Maybe you play a few more max schools. Maybe you put them on the schedule. Now, how does that play out with the fans? That's to be seen. But at the same time, you're freeing the budget up a little bit because travel is killing a lot of these schools and a lot of these conferences and a lot of these athletic departments. And you have situations where you're seeing athletic departments cut their programs. And a program like Marshall, an athletic department like Marshall, they're right there. They're not adding anything new, but they're not cutting either because they're right at the number. It's a number that the athletic department feels comfortable with maintaining at the moment. And now, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen next year. We don't know what's going to happen an hour from now. We don't know. But as it stands right now, Marshall's at a place where they can, the university can manage what it has. Other programs, other schools, there are cuts happening all over the place. But this is the start to try to figure out how do you 
rein in some of the problems of these leagues in Conference USA. Well, one of them is travel and how many teams you invite to the postseason. I mean, let's be honest. If it means that the nine seed doesn't go to the basketball tournament, even though it's Marshall, if it means the nine seed doesn't go, and that's money that can be saved and put towards next season, and maybe then that money can be used next season or to to make sure that other programs are going. I mean, you get away what's good for the school, what's good for the individual teams. Now, there's an easy way around all this. If I'm Tony Kemper and I'm listening to this right now, and I'm thinking, you know what, Swan? I'm going to not be the nine seed. This team is eight or better. And we're not even talking eight. We're going to be one of the top teams. If I'm Tony Kemper right now listening to this, you know, I'm going to hear about it. I'm going to hear about it. And if I'm Ari Agnes, I'm listening to this, I'm going, you know what? Okay, that's the barrier. Fine. That's where we're going to be as a program because we're going to the tournament. And you see, all of a sudden, the regular season means more. You're re- you're rewarded for the regular season. And at the same time, you're putting some sense into this because you're trying to save dollars and cents. You're trying to save money. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if any of this is going to come to pass or is this just Brett McMurphy talking to someone in Conference USA or has a source at one of the schools that's revealing some information that they're talking about. None of this is official. Nothing has been put down on paper. The only thing I can tell you that's official coming out of Conference USA is that the baseball championship is going to be in Louisiana Tech's backyard in Ruston on May 26, 2021. It's going to be in Hattiesburg in 2022, and it's going to be in Rice in their backyard in Houston on May 24th in 2023. That's the only thing we've got coming out of this meeting today, and that Dr. Jerry Gilbert is serving as the vice chair once again. Other than that, nothing else has been officially announced. So until then, it's just what it is. It's us talking. It's us speculating. All right, the phone lines are open. That's right, Miller Lite. They have paid for them, and it's time for you to use them. 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. We have got more on the way. It is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Tuesday, June 2nd edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So just to talk a little bit more about what's happening in Conference USA, the Southern Miss Athletic Director Jeremy McLean spoke with local television station yesterday about the state of the athletic department. And McLean, talking to the TV station, He stressed that every sport at the school is safe from being cut as maintaining Division I status is a priority. And that's a point to be made. For a lot of these schools, cutting sports not an option, even though the budgetary needs are maybe straining the athletic department, the university. These programs, these university athletic departments, there are some, they can't cut anything. They're cutting everything else they can, but they can't cut programs because you're trying to keep, you're trying to stay Division One, 
And right now, that's what Marshall's goal is. Marshall is a Division I school. Marshall wants to maintain Division I status, so you must maintain by carrying the proper amount of programs. And so this is what McLean said. He said, some of what you see around the country are departments who are 18, 20, 20 20-plus sports in their portfolio. And in this environment, they found that that's not sustainable. But for us, we feel like that will be way down the list for us. He's also confident that there's going to be a fall sports season. He said, and this is from, again, WJTV, he says the university plans on having students on campus and fans at games. They're preparing as if things will be normal, but if they're not and students aren't on campus, McLean still believes sports can happen. So that's what you're hearing from athletic departments and athletic directors and coaches across the country. Hey, we're preparing as if this thing is going on. We're preparing as if we're going to have a season. And we'll know sooner than not with Marshall because Marshall could have one of the few games to start the college football season. With Notre Dame moving their game now, Marshall could be one of the first games going because Notre Dame's not opening the season against Navy in Dublin. And, again, that's the coronavirus right there. They're going to face each other at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis, and that's going to be most likely on Labor Day weekend. So what does that mean? Well, that means not too many games competing with the herd. Week zero, right? And so you'll know sooner than later if there's going to be any disruption because Marshall's probably going to be one of the first games going on in the college football season. I mean, that's huge. That's almost now making it more important to if you're going to pull this thing off because Marshall, Marshall could be almost in the driver's seat as far as college football is back. Here's the thundering herd. Marshall could be leading the charge for the return of college athletics, college football, week zero. Think about that. Just for a moment, the importance now, the fact that Navy and Notre Dame not going to open up in Dublin. They're going to face off possibly Labor Day. So that means bring on the herd, right? And if Marshall does it right... Marshall does everything they need to do right. Because yesterday when we were talking to Mike Hamrick, Mike was not happy that the kids that or the student-athletes tested positive, but was happy the fact that they caught it. Yeah, He's not happy that these kids came up positive. He's happy the fact that we, we as an athletic department, in his mind, we caught it. We got it. Now these kids are in quarantine and we can take care of it. And that's the point of this. And so if Marshall can pull this off, and I encourage you, please, if you didn't listen to it yesterday, go back, listen to him, listen to him talk about the importance of everything they're putting in place. And I was listening to him do some other interviews as well. And the thing he's stressing again is, you know, we're going to do this right. We're going to put the health and well-being of these kids at the forefront. They're wearing masks right now. Why are they wearing masks? I mean, they've been checked, right? They've been they've been cleared. There's no positives other than the two that have been isolated and also a member of the staff. 
that have been isolated. What what did they wear a mask for now? Well, because they're they're trying to make sure that they stay safe. That's it. Because I could still be asymptomatic. You could be asymptomatic. I, mean, I wear a mask because I'm here's here's how it works. I'm wearing the mask to keep you safe, and you're wearing the mask to keep me safe. And so, don't want to take any chances. You don't want any any missteps here, and you want to do this as best you can by the playbook that is being written on a daily basis. But Southern Miss, they're planning on, hey, look, we can have sports. We can still have sports. If, if, the, if the fans aren't going to be here and the students aren't going to be here, we, we can still have sports. And I don't know what that's going to look like, but I, I kind of got a glimpse of it yesterday as I was uh, watching some video. I think it was Chuck McGill. Chuck McGill shot some. I saw it on Twitter. And... You saw how the tape lines and everything, the signs, the distancing as the student athletes entered Jones C. Edwards Stadium. I mean, that could be a that could be the shape of things to come here. That could be sort of a, a, a sample of what's gonna look like on game day if you're going to a herd game. Yeah, you might have to go in. It's gonna be a staggered entrance. You might, I don't know, they might let you in. By ticket, by time, if you have this ticket for this seat, this is where you're going to enter, and this is when you're going to enter. This is how it's going to happen. Everything's going to be a staggered time. Everything's going to be socially distanced out, measured out. And that's That could be the beginning of how this is going to work. And again, season tickets, what I tell you, if you don't have them, you needed to get them because if the capacity of the stadium is reduced for social distancing, that's going to be important. So it hurt fans. Well, I know if, if you're going to the game, you got your season ticket. I, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much safe in saying that. If you were thinking you're going to go to the game, but you were not going to get season tickets, um, I let me know how it works. Good luck. Let me know how it looks. I mean, look, they might not let me in, and that'd be okay. Because they might limit how many people can interact in the press box. They might have the media spread out. They might primary outlets only. They could have you know, reduced capacity. I mean, you could have maybe one reporter from the newspaper. You could have maybe, I don't know, do you have all the television stations on the sideline? Do you have maybe pool coverage? I, I don't know. We haven't got to those extremes yet. I mean, that could be a possibility. I mean, do you allow three, four, five, six photogs out there with their sports anchor? Do you allow Keith Morehouse and Jim Tracy, or do you just allow Keith Morehouse or Jim Tracy? Do you allow Mark Martin? And the answer is yes, because he's going to be on the radio crew, so you allow Mark Martin. But does that mean my guy, C.J. Harvey, is C.J going to be on the sideline because Mark can't shoot? Play a little play a little favoritism here? I don't know. Now I'm just stirring it up a little bit. But you see my point here. How is this going to play out? Because you know, I'm not exempt from this either. Are we going to go, okay, Swan, you can come in. Dave Wolf can't. Swan, you're fine. Dave, he can't come in. No, you, you can't have him come in. All right. Sorry, Dave. You can't come in. I mean, how's that going to work? And and let's let's be honest here. Um, 
we can get around with a little bit of this, but at the same time, we just don't know. And then how many media members are going to want to go? Are going to feel like, okay, you know what? I can do my job by watching it on TV or listening to the radio or a combination or both. You know, I can phone the coach, get a quote. Who knows how it's going to, how it's going to happen? Yeah, what's a what's a coach's post game going to look like? Are you going to allow me, as a member of the media, to interact with the student athletes? Keep that in mind. Am I going to have to submit to quarantine, and then be tested to be allowed in the stadium on game day to cover the game? Not just as an observer, but if I'm to interact with any of the student-athletes as a member of the media, am I going to have to quarantine? Am I going to have to go through this process? And will we have testing that's going to be able to declare me positive or negative quicker? What's the turnaround going to be on that? I mean, it's getting quicker now, but that's some of the things. And it's going to be different for the fans, I'm sure. I mean, I don't think we can test every single fan walking into the stadium. I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, if we're going to have a, a, a simple test, you know, like a blood test, for those of you who have glucose meters, do the stick test, test, okay, sugar's high, sugar's low. I mean, we've got tests that are instantaneous there. Are we going to have that kind of test? I, I don't think so. But these are things that, you know, are going to have to come up, and I'm sure that's definitely keeping athletic directors, coaches, administrators, that's keeping everyone Definitely busy with this. And same thing, are, are masks going to be required? I know we're talking an open-air stadium here, but are masks going to be required if you're sitting? I mean, will masks be required if I go to the movie theaters? If they're opening up the movie theaters, are they going to be required? And first of all, I'm not going to the movie theater because there hasn't been a movie that – I haven't seen a movie that has come out yet over the entire pandemic that I want to drop $19, $20 to see at home first. Are you kidding me? Have you seen? I mean, because one, theaters are like, uh, we're closing down. Movie distributors are like, uh, you know, we're, okay, we can't hold this back. It's going out in the chain. Here it is. And I guess you're having some success, but seriously, really? I'm not doing it. I got HBO. I got Showtime. I got Stars. I got Cinemax. Uh, I've got the Encore channels. I do not have Epic. I don't have Epic. Sorry. I do not carry that channel. Uh, I have Amazon Prime. I, I have Netflix. I have Disney Plus. I got CBS All Access. I've got HBO Max. And you know what? I don't have to pay a dime for it because I have DirecTV and I pay for HBO. So I don't need to spend $20 because obviously I'm doing it right here with all the money I'm saving with all of the multiple services I have. Uh, I do not have ESPN Plus. I dropped ESPN Plus because I don't need it. Now, when sports return, return I will pick it right back up. I, I will pick it up because there isn't real live play-by-play going on right now. You know, And I had it for hockey. That's what I had it for, and it was definitely worth it. Hopefully, we'll get sports back sooner than later. We'll get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. That's how you be a part of the program, by joining us on the Miller Lite phone lines. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. we got more on the way. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We mentioned earlier that Notre Dame football is not going to open up the season against Navy in Dublin because of the coronavirus pandemic, but they're going to face each other at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis, Maryland. And that's probably going to be on Labor Day. Uh, that came out this morning, and as we mentioned. And that's going to maybe open up the door. So if there is college football this season, Marshall, if, if their first game stays intact, week zero. Week zero. The good news is, for me, that means Marshall is going to have I think a, a real serious showcase. All right, let's see what we got here. All right, we just got some news in. Um, training camps to be at team facilities in the NFL. The NFL informed all 32 clubs today that training camps will need to be conducted at team facilities, not remote sites. So the NFL looking at ways to possibly mitigate the coronavirus spread, trying to figure out how to bring athletes together. And I think they've deemed that their team facilities will be suitable, not remote sites. So no team camp, I guess, at the Greenbrier. So there might be an outside shot there. But that's what it sounds like to me. We'll have more on this as uh, it progresses. But that's interesting because the NFL – the NFL – they have enjoyed the luxury of time, have they not? Has the NFL, has it as an organization, has it as an organization not enjoyed the luxury of time? The NFL doesn't have to worry about its season for a while. The NFL has one commander-in-chief, one distinct voice, I mean, I mean, Roger Goodell, and of course, yeah, the owners are involved and the players are involved, but you don't have 50, 60 different voices out there. You don't have, as you do in college football, you don't have several chiefs of fiefdoms. You don't have several kings or several presidents or several city-states. I mean, because the SEC is going to do what the SEC does. The Big 12 is going to do what the Big 12 does. The ACC is going to do what the ACC does. The Big 10, I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to do it. Conference USA, all the other conferences, I'm not saying that they're going to react, but you've got different directions for each and every league and every school and not necessarily will all the schools be on the same page ultimately as we're talking about some states might allow openings some states might not allow openings it feels like at this stage the push is for opening and it feels like right now with activities resuming on campus that this is setting the stage and this is proof of concept Okay, if we can do this, is probably the, the thought. If we can do this, then we can move to stage two and we can go from there and move forward 
and possibly have some form of a college football season. But uh, the NFL's going. I, I don't. I don't anticipate not having an NFL game. What I anticipate is either stadiums without fans, stadiums with limited fans. But let's be honest. The NFL is going to be on TV. The NFL will play. And they're making it easier and easier for me to watch this season. Because I got a letter in the mail. Dear Paul, you're getting the NFL season ticket on DirecTV for free because I'm such a great customer. So you know what? I'm sitting back. I'm going to have Dan Horde on the radio. I'm going to be watching Bengals football on TV. All games. Doesn't matter. And the NFL, the NFL is making sure that their product is seen as much as possible because they're going to be depending more on television revenue and all the distribution platforms to get the game out and make money that way because they're going to take a hit as every league is going to. They're going to take a hit on the ticket because you're going to have fans that aren't going to be able to go because of restrictions. You're going to have fans that are just not going to go because of the health concerns. There are so many different scenarios here, but the NFL is making sure that they're going to play and that I'm going to be able to see it. Be it Saturday or Sunday, I'm hoping it's not a Saturday. I'm hoping it's not a Saturday. Because they're, they're taking Saturday. If college football is not happening, the NFL is jumping in and taking some Saturday dates. That's going to happen. If there's a void on Saturday, the NFL is going to take that void and go. Now, if there's college football, if there's actual relevant major college football going on on a Saturday, the NFL is not going to join that day. They're going to do what they do. I mean, so we're going to have Sunday. We're going to have Monday. I mean, Monday is going to mean a little bit more. We're going to have Thursday. We're going to have games. And they're loosening up the the blackouts a little bit more too. They're loosening up those restrictions a little bit more because here's the thing. If we'll use Cincinnati as our example, if I'm at a television station in Cincinnati and I've got the double header, I don't have the Bengals, I'm hosed. I mean, because you're protecting the Bengals, you're protecting the team in the city. And so they're going to loosen that up a little bit more because they want fans to see the games. So there's not as much protection. I mean, it's noble in, in thought because, after all, you don't want to compete with the product in town. You don't want to compete with having a game on on your local TV when the hometown team is playing. And it's like 100 miles. It's 100 miles. And that applies to the radio as well. I mean, for example, if the Bengals make the AFC Championship game, I've got to carry the national feed because it gets you know, the Bengals get a certain range. It's just them. And you know, nobody in that circle can can get the game other than the local affiliates that are within that 100-mile range. If I understand that correctly, I could be a little wrong on that. I will I'll, I'll double check myself on that. But the NFL's making sure that I get to see the games this year. And I'm good with that. That's the thing. More exposure is better. Completely. 
I mean, that's why I'm hoping that the NHL gets a better TV contract and gets ESPN as a partner as well. Expand because the more you see the product, the better. I mean, the NBA, the NHL, the NFL, they all want you to see their games. MLB, I don't think we're going to have games, so I'm not worried about that this year because they can't seem to figure it out, how to work together, how to play nice with each other. we got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines brought to you by Miller Lite. We're talking about the resumption, possibly of football, the NBA. We don't know when that's going to happen. We don't have an idea yet, but Steve Ballmer doesn't see anybody agreeing to reopen arenas in the foreseeable future. He was talking about the fact that you're not going to see arenas or concert venues in the foreseeable future. He was talking to Yahoo Finance Editor-in-Chief Andy Sewer on his episode of uh, Influencers, or it's a program. And he said, so I have to say that things will be fanless, which who knows what kind of experience that will be to watch on TV and for the players. Now, late July, we're going to see the NBA, if this goes off, we're going to see the NBA late July, Disney World in Orlando. I mean, if anywhere is going to be a great place for these these players and families and, and coaches to lock up and quarantine, hey, go to Disney World. That's where Bill Cornwell would be right now, quarantining. If 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 he could have if he could work his way on a roster or on a staff, that's where my guy Bill Cornwell would be. He would be in Orlando right now, quarantining at Disney World because it is the happiest place on the planet, right? I mean, that's what they they keep telling me. Um, On my radio salary, I will never be able to afford a trip to Disney. So I digress. But in all seriousness, you got a a situation where you're going to be on a campus. I mean, you're going to have hotel rooms. You're going to have the park shut down to visitors. I mean, Major League Soccer is looking at playing there. And we're still waiting for the specifics of what the format's going to be, how many teams are going to be invited to compete. It's not going to be all 30. So there are going to be some teams where – Sorry, you're, you're not. Same thing with the NHL. Hey, the regular season's over. We're going to a playoff format. We've invited these teams, the rest of you. Hey, good luck in the NHL lottery draft. Good luck. And so all I know is if this thing gets underway, I am rooting for the Rangers to take out the Carolina Hurricanes because that's the bracket. Because the NHL, NHL at least has got the bracket. They've got the format. The NBA's got the place. They got the location. Okay, we've got the place. Here's what we're, we're the NHL, uh, we got a couple of hub cities we're talking about. We're not ready to talk about that just yet. We're moving on now to the schedule. I mean, come on. It's going to be late July before any of this is, you know, this is June. This is June. We got about month and a half of this still before we have anything really juicy to get into to really sink our teeth into but bombers talking about look 
we're not seeing facilities opening up anytime soon. And how's that going to work? If you're not going to open up the facilities here in the next few months, are you going to open them up closer to the fall? Is that the plan to open up the facilities in fall? Do you think you can do it safer? Or are you going to have a plan in place? I mean, with college football, there's no move in the Marshall game. We're not taking the Marshall game up to uh, up to the hill in Huntington High School and playing up there away from everybody. They're not doing that. That's, that's not how this one works. With basketball, though, they're going to play in a central location. NHL, they're going to have two hub cities, and they're going to do something similar to what the NBA looks like they're going to do. With other sports, are we going to see fans anytime soon? And when do you start, especially in arena situations? I understand where football and the open-air stadiums, they think they can do something that's going to allow some fans in the building, some fans to sit and watch the game. I understand that completely, but basketball, that's going to be a, that's going to be a different and I really mean different proposition because how are you going to limit that? How do you limit the fans? What's the lottery? What's, you know, is it going to be priority season ticket? I mean, there are so many things that, you know, thankfully I don't have to worry about, but this is, this is Balmer. Again, this is a guy who at one point was running Microsoft. So he's a businessman. I mean, he likes, he likes basketball, or he likes owning a basketball team at least. He likes being the owner of the Clippers. But at the same time, the NBA owners, they're there also to make money. And for him to say, look, I don't know when we're going to be able to open the arenas up because the arena, that's where a lot of your money comes from because you're building bigger and better arenas. I mean, we saw Golden State just recently open up a bigger and better arena. And it's all about that. Tickets, those are the important things. Again, coming down to when can the fans get involved? When can the fans be a part of this? And the NBA, I think the NBA is going to be one of the measuring sticks because if the NBA says, well, wait a minute, um, we're not going to do this anytime soon this way. I mean, the NHL, will the NHL follow? Or will they be in concert with each other because they share some of the same facilities? You know, that's a big deal there. Sort of has some synchronicity, some cohesiveness with those two leagues, especially with the sharing of facility. I mean, Madison Square Garden. I mean, you got the Rangers and the Knicks, right? I mean, the Islanders are eventually going to have their own facility, but you know, you get the Barclays Center, and you get other facilities that kind of share the same. I mean, Staples Center. I mean, the LA Kings. You got them. You got the Lakers. Yeah. Capital One Arena. I used to. It's still Staples Center to me. Yeah. See, I'm, I just. Um, I don't know how it's going to work out this way. I, I still don't know how how it's going to work out this way. But we're taking it day by day. We're taking it day by day. And honestly, I think we get to this point right now. Seriously, I, I didn't think we would get to this point. I didn't think we would be talking about the fact that we are in a, a situation where possibility of some sports resuming. And honestly, it's it's still months away from happening. So we don't know. 
We don't know. So you've got arenas that are going to be empty for a while, and you know that means no Laker basketball at Staples Center. And sorry, Spencer Dupuy, our producer this afternoon, he was speaking in my ear. You were you're talking about the Washington Capitals. Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out what you were saying. Not used to having you in my ear. It's been like three months. I got to relearn to actually have someone on the other side of the glass. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. I want to thank our producer, Spencer Dupuis, for coming in today and uh, handling the phones. We'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.